What sectors make Texas and Florida the hottest new hubs of innovation? Will Bitcoin reach 100,000 by the end of the year? And what will be the two most popular and exciting social media platforms in a year from now? Our mission is to bring together the best venture capitalists to compete so you have the insights on how to invest with the best. Now let's meet our venture capitalist jumping in the Thunderdome. David Goldberg, general partner at Alpaca VC on his third fund of $75 million, self-proclaimed startup junkie from New York City, now in Miami with a permanent tan. Rishi Khanna, CEO of StockTwits, the world's largest community of investors and traders, formerly co-founder of Novus, FinTech aficionado, and angel investor. Christy Pitts, general partner, Backstage Capital, formerly with Verizon Ventures, runs a $36 million fund that has invested in over 150 underrepresented founders. John Frankel, founding partner, FFBC, the most engaged technology venture capital firm in New York City, leads seed rounds with check sizes of $300,000 to $700,000. That's another prime time lineup. Now let's jump into the most electric show in business entertainment. Back attack, brought to you by M1 Finance. 23andMe, Wheels Up, Latch, Talkspace, and Owlette all have plans to hit the public markets via SPAC. Which upcoming SPACs are you most excited about and why? John, please start us off. Well, that's a real softball question. We led the seed round in Owlette a little under seven years ago, so we're very excited that other people get the opportunity to join the journey with us. It's a little baby sock. In fact, hold on. It's a little baby sock. Look, product placement, are we allowed to do that? Sure, anyway, go ahead. It's a, little baby sock that, it's a little baby sock that's used to monitor your baby, save them from heart or lung complications. Um, it's an amazing thing. Four million babies are born a year in the US, 4,000 suffer now everybody including parents who have babies can own the stock as well as the sock very special very exciting christy how about yourself which spec so there's actually two that i'm really interested in one is confirmed which is the company talkspace i think it's really interesting because it validates um, two major trends first is mental health and the fact that um, access to mental health is becoming more available to everyone and second is telehealth and the ability to get health from wherever you are as long as you have a connection to the internet. The second I'm interested in is a rumor still, which is BuzzFeed. So there's a rumor that BuzzFeed is gonna go public via SPAC. BuzzFeed also just recently acquired Huffington Post. I think this is really interesting because we are investors in media companies and this adds more competition for social media and also um, creates liquidity in a much needed market. Uh, we like rumors, that's all good right there. Thank you, Chrissy, with good stats too, coming out firing. David, which SPAC do you like? So I'm gonna do something I didn't think was possible, which is try to one-up John in terms of self-promotion. Um, it's an unfair list. We were the first investor in two of those companies that you mentioned, both Wheels Up and Latch. Uh, if I have to speak about one, I think Latch is really interesting and I'm excited for their future. In their first five years, they've proved to really be the market leader in smart access digital locks 
for multifamily in the same way that Ring did for single family. And it'll be interesting now that they have a war chest as a public company to see what they can do in their second act in terms of last mile logistics. Keyless Entry partners with Tishman Spire, who owns Rockefeller Center. Uh, very exciting. Rishi, which SPAC do you like? Well, so clearly, since we're all talking our book, I'm just going to talk my public portfolio SPAC. So uh, I'm going to pick AIVA, uh, which is a 4D LiDAR on a chip, uh, the ticker's IPV. They're actually de spacking I think, on March 11th is the vote to de -SPAC. Um, You know, uh, there's a lot of LiDAR companies out there that have already SPAC'd, but, uh, you know, not only are the applications in autonomous driving, but the healthcare applicability, and when you can put it all on a chip, uh, that's pretty powerful. And I own shares, so clearly we're talking our book. And, um, you know, uh, with the rumors around Apple and Kia and, like, what, what chips are they going to use and pick, there's some real uh, potential upside there. Any other ones we're missing here? Anyone want to jump in with something that wasn't mentioned? I just want to add that I didn't know that de-spacking was a word, but now I've noted that and it will be in my vocab forevermore. Hot Sectors, brought to you by First Republic Bank. Welcome to our new segment, Hot Sectors. What sectors make Texas and Florida the hottest new hubs of innovation? What venture-backed companies are leading the charge? David, Hot sectors. I don't know if it's certain sectors that are making Texas, Austin, Miami, and Florida kind of the hot new sectors. I think it's more lifestyle and potentially tax driven with all the investors moving here. That being said, I'm, I'm dialing in right now from Miami and we've particularly be known around healthcare, uh, travel and hospitality. There's a couple of companies here that are interesting, but to me, I'm more interested in the future, which I think Miami can be and Austin, the remote tech Work hub. So companies like Tandem, uh, one of our portfolio companies, First Base, we're building out the infrastructure for either fully remote and distributed teams or hybrid teams. Okay, you got a great 10. I'll give you that. Christy, how about yourself? All right, so I think that Florida has been a hot market for a long time, and now VC is waking up to that. One of our portfolio companies in Florida is a company called Yak which is a future of work company that eliminates meetings through asynchronous voice, like voice chat application. And we've been investors in, in Florida and in Texas for quite some time. Uh, we're a geo-agnostic fund. And I think the reality here is that when you're outside of the major markets, you can put your head down and work. And so we have um, companies in nearly every sector, consumer marketplace, SaaS and enterprise companies in these markets. Good take right there. Rishi, how about yourself? What hot sectors? Um, I don't know that much about, you know, Miami and Texas. I know we have a team in San Antonio right now that's without power. So, uh, hey, you know, uh, uh, thinking about everyone in Texas from a weather perspective right now. Uh, but really, clearly what both those uh, places are going to need is like some kind of decentralized vertical community platform for all the rich VCs moving there. Um, they're going to need some kind of solution. I don't know what you got, David, like, you know, but we, we got to get something for you. Um, also, maybe some good enterprise SaaS software for to help governments, you know, uh, discover tax fraud and avoidance. That's probably going to be something useful that could come out of this. So uh, let's see what, what happens. John really likes that uh, that answer. John, why are you laughing over here? What, what are you thinking, hot sectors? I, I think Rishi is way too cynical. It's obvious that Florida is a hot market right now and that Texas is a little chilly. But putting that aside, um, you know, we, we, we've got, a, you know, portfolio companies in both areas. Plus One Robotics uh, is a logistical supply chain company that's uh, doing incredibly well down in uh, in Texas. Unikey, um uh, a sort of uh, a competitor to Latch is doing also well down in Orlando. So we've got exposure down there. With regard to the places, I think that 
you're going to see with talent moving there, with VCs moving there, and with there being a lot of money there already, these are going to become very important hubs over uh, the next few years. Also, transportation down in Miami, you got Elon building that $30 million tunnel underneath the city. I'm into that. I like the boring company a lot. You would have got some points throwing that out there. And shout out to me. Do we really want to tunnel under Miami? People, this, this is a place that's, you know, on a marsh. Is that where we want to tunnel? <laughs> Just Come clean on. your water wings, you'll be fine. I want it in New York. Exactly, right? And somebody needs a dad joke button for John. Like, John's getting the dad. Maybe it's the granddad joke button. I don't know, John. That's leading that off there. <laughs> Rishi's picking up some points, making fun of John. We like that. Shout out to Mayor Suarez, too. Maybe if he wants to entice us to come down there, start a studio, we can be open to that as well. We'll just leave it right there. Startup Spotlight. Public is a crowdfunding platform allowing access to the general public to invest in private companies. This week's trending startups feature Genius Juice, Beacons, Trust, and Oracle Health. Which trending startup is most exciting and why? Christy, take your pick. All right, so this is a bit of a layup, and I'm going to go um, with a company that's not on the list. I'm going to go with my venture firm, Backstage Capital. We have an open raise right now on republic.co slash backstage, and um, we actually set a record. So we closed out 1.07 million in less than nine hours when we launched on February 1st, and the waitlist is currently open. So check it out. Um, from two companies, or from the companies on your list, there are two that are interested in. I'm going to go super fast. Beacons, because it creates economic tools for influencers, and trust, because of what I previously said about mental health and telehealth solutions. Um, it's the future, and I like that we're going there. Trust fixing the uh, mental health care, remote therapy, I like that as well. Rishi? Yourself with the stuff. Yeah, so I got to see the list. Um, I really liked Oracle Health on that. Uh, you know, this is the kind of great technology you know, to better the human condition, right? And isn't that what we want our engineers um, and you know best thought leaders working on? I mean, heart disease is a big problem. Also, it looks like a jewel, and like I don't know if that's their go-to market strategy, but I'm guessing a lot of jewel smokers are going to need this down the line. So that's that's that. And then anything that gets us one step closer to all being Tony Stark and having a fusion heart, I'm down with. So Oracle Health is, uh, is the winner for me. Yeah, shout out to founder Jason Bang. They're also in those two hot sectors of Tampa and Houston. Should be noted. John, how about yourself with the startups? Look, I, I don't know any of these companies in particular, but I like the space that um, Genius Juice is in. I think this notion of organic, plant-based, uh, dairy-free whole coconut smoothies sounds just nutty, but in reality, people care what they put in their bodies, and increasingly so. I've got a good friend who's running a very large chain of um, these plant-based food companies. Sales are through the roof. People love this product, and if they execute well, the company should do well. Alex Bear is building out something special over there. David, how about uh, most exciting startup? Yeah, so uh, full disclosure, I don't know these companies well, don't know the team, so this is not an investment recommendation, but I'm going to agree with one of Christie's selections, though not really fair because she gave three selections. I think trust is the most interesting. Really anything in the mental health space right now is, is really hot and really needed. When I think about potential, I think about how many people have a problem that needs to be solved? That's obviously very large here. And also what is the magnitude of that problem? And you're talking about mental health, emotional well-being. So it's a crowded space, but if they can execute well and, and stand out from there, I think they, they have unlimited potential. All right, I think that was a good round, solid round. 
Buy or Sell, brought to you by M1 Finance. Elon Musk, Jack Dorsey, and Jay-Z have all made big moves with Bitcoin in the past month. Will Bitcoin reach 100,000 by the end of the year? Rishi, what do you think? Listen, um, you know, there's no fundamentals behind Bitcoin. There's no way to kind of say why or uh, what it moves. I think the momentum's with it. We made t-shirts for StockTwits at 20,000 saying Bitcoin 100,000. So I got to stay committed to that. Um, you know, I think there's just a lot of headlines. People are still interested in it. Uh, you know, you don't need a lot more companies to come in and buy and you know, put it on their balance sheet. I know I just saw a survey that said uh, 84 or 85% of CFOs are like, no way they'll ever put it on their balance sheet. But that means 15% might, that's a decent amount. And you know, we're already at 50,000. I don't know where we started the year at 25, 20, something like that. So uh, Bitcoin 100K just seems a lot more likely than you know Bitcoin 5K. Sure, moving up to 60,000 potentially. David, your thoughts on Bitcoin? Yeah, it's definitely gonna hit 100K, whether it stays there, I, I don't know. It'll probably hit 100, come back to 50, hit 150, down to 75. But long term, I'm, I'm bullish. I'm a believer. Maybe I'm spending too much time down here in Miami with Anthony Pompliano, but I'm a recent convert. I think what Elon's doing, we're seeing institutions, banks, endowments all purchase. And, and that's just it's really the inflection point of moving this from a, a niche instrument to the mainstream. OK. All right. Tell the pomp to come on the show next time. Uh, we'll, we'll bring him on. We'll, we'll welcome him. That's fine. John, how about yourself? Thoughts on Bitcoin? Uh, the answer is yes. The long answer is simply this is one of the most reflexive securities we've ever seen. Soros came up with this notion of reflexivity. But simply put, the higher it goes, the more confirmed people who hold it want to hold it. And the more it encourages people who don't to hold it. Ultimately, blockchain has proven to be a complete bust. I can't think of one blockchain-based technology company that's 10 times better or one-tenth for price. But Bitcoin as a meme, is incredibly attractive to get people to buy Bitcoin. And that just goes in a circle until it breaks. I don't see why it breaks before 100,000. You heard it here first, John Franco. HODL, that's definitely the term he's going with. I want to see the champions happen. Like, who doesn't want to see the champions happen? No successful companies on blockchain? Is that what We're I heard? still going yeah. to Christy. You guys can wait your turn. Christy, what do you think? 100,000? No, I got to say, I'm, I'm in the minority here. I'm a bear on Bitcoin. Uh, I think, you know, there's a... I do agree with the volatility. I think that it will continue to rise, but um, my bear point comes from the fact that it's a there's scarcity, there's a limited supply. So um, for that reason, I don't think it's any different than a specie investment like gold or silver. And um, if if you own Bitcoin right now, my advice to you, because I'm not prepared to provide investment advice, I don't know why I would say that, but I would say hedge, um, take some of that upside out, let it ride, see how it goes have fun with it, but it's not a serious long-term investment. That's my position. I hope you're shutting your uh, DMs down, Christy. You don't want this going live and, and too far and broad. <laughs> David, you want to jump uh, down John's throat, it looked like, or at least yeah. you have some sort of comment. I, I think I heard that there have been no successful companies built on the blockchain. It's been a total bust. Uh, I think the now hundreds of thousands of community members on Dapper Labs and NBA Top Shot would disagree. John, you're going to take that? You're there may be. Do you really need the blockchain for there that? There may be, but is, is it both necessary and sufficient? And that's the measure. And I haven't seen anything, but I would love to see it because we've been looking for years. All right. All right. Well, Shots all right. fired. I want that as a top shot moment right there. I want that. Well, 
that was good. Great end of the round. Unfortunately, we have to cut some people, or fortunately, it's my favorite part of the show. But, um, you know, I think, Rishi, you were doing a great job getting that, John, but not good enough. So see you later. Uh, we'll see you. We'll see you on StockTwits and uh, see your picks there. Uh, John, you know, you, no comebacks, man. You're getting beat up left and right. You're going to take that? So you're out of here. So we got David and Christy in the finals. Congratulations. I, I want to say for both Christy and David that I'm really pleased um, they've done well. I didn't think there were people more self-promotional than me that would be on this show, but clearly they've won. Welcome to the finals, the money round. Brought to you by First Republic Bank. Dating app Bumble almost doubled its value after its first day of trading. For retail investors, what are good metrics and strategies to consider when trying to identify whether a company is overvalued or undervalued? David, start us off. I mean, these days it might be Instagram likes and mentions on Reddit um, as the biggest indicators. But for me, I look at basic fundamentals like growth and underlying health of a customer base, which often comes down to retention and churn, repeat purchase behavior, and LTV. Solid over, overall, solid. Christy, uh, what do you consider when trying to identify whether a company's overvalued or undervalued? Yeah, so lots of metrics there. I think um, you can even go up a step higher if you're a retail investor and think about the trends that are driving that business. So Bumble's a great example. Um, online dating during COVID is sky high. It's a company that empowers women and puts them in the driver's seat when it comes to their relationships. The leadership team is incredible. So when evaluating an, an investment in the stock market, I really think it's important to think about the economy as a whole and what's working for or against the company over the long term. Beautiful. Beautiful. Dispo and Clubhouse are the new kids on the block. Reddit just raised $250 million, now valued at $6 billion. What will be the two most popular and exciting social media platforms in a year from now? Christy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm bullish on two platforms. Um, they're already well known. First is Twitter. So they're trying out this new product called Spaces, which is directly competing with Clubhouse. And I think that Twitter is just gonna keep growing. Um, and secondly is TikTok. I don't know if y'all are on TikTok, but I love it. It's sucking up all of my spare time. I think that um, it's gonna continue to explode and it's just so much fun and relatable and it's a great platform. All right, David, how about you? So I'm gonna answer this in two ways. One, I think the biggest platform a year from now, while this might be contrarian, it's still gonna be Facebook. Like I know the younger generation has gone away with it, but there's still about 2.7 billion monthly active users. They have the WhatsApp and Instagram cycles going. So like, they're really still a beast. I think Clubhouse is the new entrant that can really break into that top tier. Um, they clearly have found lightning in a bottle um, and, and they've really moved from this elitist tech centric focus to the mainstream and it's pretty incredible. And, and, and I hate all the copycats, Twitter spaces, what Instagram is doing there. Like I, I think the new entrant doing it authentically out of the gate is much better than a copycat. All right. I don't know. I think Twitter acquired, um, they acquired Squad, which is powering spaces. Um, the Squad team is not was not part of the backstage portfolio, regrettably, but Esther Crawford was the CEO. She's amazing. And she built a, a product that really resonated with teenage girls. So I think that there's going to be something, I think there's something to Twitter spaces. Don't sleep on it. All right. We'll go back and look at this and see who's right. They said the not. same thing when they acquired Periscope. I don't think that worked out so well. Fair enough. Mm, man. 
If you can give Gen Z one piece of investing advice, what would it be? Christy, why don't you start? Yeah, I think the only investment advice I'd have for Gen Z is get some sleep. Um, wake up in the morning, see what you're excited about and make that investment. It's a great way to learn. You can grow your wealth and you can have a fun time with it. So don't take it too seriously. You've got a long time to make some returns. David, uh, advice for Gen Z. So I wish John was still here in the final so I wouldn't be the one furthest from Gen Z. Uh, but alas, I think it's just create your own playbook and don't execute anybody else's, right? Gen Z has already shown an incredible ability to envision and impact the future. And so just continue to do it your way. Okay, all right. There, uh, that's it. That's, that's uh, some impactful stuff there. All good stuff that we, uh, we appreciate. But uh, I think it was as tight as it could be, let's put it that way, in the finals. And Christy, you just didn't get there. We're going to give it to David in Miami, unfortunately. I mean, fortunately, but he's in Miami. Oh, no. He's a Miami guy. Oh, wow. Big upset. Big upset. It's an upset. Good job, David. It was as tight nice as job. possible. Thank it you. as tight as possible. Thank you, Christy. That was all. I would split it with you if they let me. Oh, I appreciate won. that. The final word. I, I don't have a SoundCloud or Substack to promote, so I'm going to promote one of my portfolio companies. There's been a lot of talk on this episode about mental health and one of our companies, COA, that's C-O-A, the website is joincoa.com, just launched two weeks ago. Um, and they offer both one-to-one -one therapy classes as well as group interactive classes around emotional wellness, emotional fitness. Uh, it's a really well-needed solution. Um, so I think everybody should check it out. Again, it's joincoa.com. Thanks for watching. Check out the new website, primetimevc.com. Follow us on YouTube, Twitter, everywhere else. Subscribe to get the alerts. We appreciate you. See you next week.